This is the Real Talk University podcast, where your hosts, Andre and Christian, explore success stories outside of the classroom. What is up, Real Talk fam? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Real Talk University podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, we just want to give you a big thank you and a welcome to the Real Talk fam. Thank you so much for being a part of this. This is our 55th episode, guys. We've come a long way. We've done a lot of good interviews. We've learned a lot. I think <laughs> I think at least we've gotten a lot better at our craft. And hopefully over these 55 episodes, you guys have learned a thing or two and hopefully been able to level up in your business and your life and whatever else you may be working on right now. Uh, so today's interview is with Anthony Santiago. Uh, so for those of you who don't know who he is, he's basically a younger kid about our age based out of New York City, and his main focus, his niche, his number one skill is Instagram growth, which is pretty dope because he basically talks about how he's been able to make a living and a lifestyle by managing Instagram pages. Yep, it's just that simple. He manages Instagram pages, but he does it the right way, and you'll hear a lot more about that during this interview and how he actually goes about doing it. Um, And a lot of cool things he discusses are his daily routines that he uses to manage client work and post on Instagram and engage at the right times and all that kind of stuff, which is really insightful and helpful for those looking to grow an audience and a brand on Instagram. Um, But it was really cool just to see how he's been able to create a lifestyle um, by just managing pages on Instagram and make a six figures a year, which isn't too bad, especially for younger kids like us. Uh, So super inspiring. He did have previous experience working for Gary Vee. Uh, which is also really cool for those of you that know who he is. It's a pretty big deal. So yeah, guys, tune into today's episode. Hope you guys enjoy and get some value out of what Anthony has to offer. Um, and as always, guys, please be sure to share this with your friends. Uh, grab a notepad as there's a lot of practical and implementable advice that Anthony goes through in this interview that you're not going to want to miss. So again, enjoy the episode and let's get into it. How's it going, Real Talk fam? I just wanted to jump in here real quick before we start this new episode of Real Talk University uh, with an offer that Christian and I have put together for you guys. Uh, Basically, as a thank you for listening and tuning in to all of our episodes and supporting us along the way so far. So what we put together is the Podcast Blueprint ebook, which you'll have access to for free absolutely free. This is a downloadable PDF containing all the information, actionable steps, tips, resources, everything you need to launch your very own successful podcast in 30 days or less, exactly how Christian and I have done so. After reading our ebook, you'll be able to launch your own podcast today, book your dream guest for your interviews, and get ads and sponsors immediately. To claim your free copy today, visit the link at bit dot lee slash rtu ebook that's b-i-t dot that's a full stop l-y slash r-t-u ebook e-b-o-o-k get your free copy today before this offer expires all 
All right, so we'll just get right into it here. I'm Christian. I'm with Andre. We're the co-hosts of Real Talk University. We seek to inform and educate college-age students and a college-based audience on the successes of entrepreneurship that can be found outside of the classroom by interviewing high-level entrepreneurs such as yourself. So without any further ado, we'll just hop right in if you're all set. Yep. All right, sweet. So we like to start out with a little game called Two Truths and a Lie, where you just give us three statements and we try to pick out the lie from the bunch. So. Cool. All right, um, yeah, let's do, I own uh, six million followers on Instagram. Um, I started out uh, selling shoes, uh, Jordans, and um, in college, I was like really into theater and I'm gonna say you didn't start out selling Jordans. It's like the last one. <laughs> yeah, it's the last one. Last one. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's the last one. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, I was uh, into like art and stuff, like drawing and stuff in college. Not really like theater, but yeah, yeah. that's why I own a bunch of art pages. That's dope. So, like, when did what did you do when you were with sneakers? Did you like buy and resell, kind of, or? Yeah, I was just like a buying reselling. I was like, I was like the kid who would like wake up at like six o'clock in the morning and sit online for like a few hours and be like the first person in line to get like. I would get usually two pairs, like one to. So like, what I would do when I started because I enjoyed like actually having sneakers, like I actually liked wearing them. So I would just buy one and then I would sell a pair and then this, uh, the pair that I was sold would always just buy the pair that I would wear. And then I was like, cool, now I just like, I get to rock these shoes for free almost. So that was kind of what it started. And then I buy, started buying just like more shoes. I got like a good sneaker plug, I guess. Um, and I was able to just like do the same thing. I just bought more shoes. And then um, during like, I, it was high school. So like, I kind of like, you know, was selling just like anything. So like, for a short time, like, I was selling weed and stuff. Like, I literally, like, it was just, like, whatever I did. I didn't, like, I didn't even think of myself as, like, an entrepreneur. It was just, like, hustling. Like, I was just, like, is whatever you could do to make money. And that was just kind of, like, it was just, like, an, an innate thing for me. I didn't really have to think about it. No one had to, like, now it's, it's, like, a thing to, like, you know, try to make money. But, like, back then, it was just, like, survival kind of thing. It's, like, how else? I know my parents aren't going to give me money to do stuff. So. Yeah, we're, that's dope because I started, like, the same way, really, in high school. I just kind of, like, bought Yeezys and, like, kept a pair for myself, resell the other pair to cover the cost, and then it just kind of trickled. And it was just, like, had, like a hustle kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sweet. So if you could just tell the audience that doesn't know you, who you are, what you're about, and what you're currently up to. Sure. So uh, my name is Anthony Santiago. I am from Westwood, New Jersey. I'm 24. I uh, grow Instagram accounts for a living. I don't really know because like I'm an influencer myself. I now grow. I help other people now grow pages. I'm still growing my own accounts. I do Instagram consulting as well. And as well as now like building out businesses, not only behind my skill set of like what I could do on Instagram, but then businesses behind my Instagram pages themselves because all of them are a business. You know, every Instagram page that's got a large following should be treated as a business. No doubt, bro. That's dope. So um, we kind of like did some background on you and you had like an internship or you worked for like 
is that kind of where you discovered the power of Instagram or kind of where you picked up these skills or tell us how that experience kind of contributed to where you are now? Sure thing. So uh, I actually started growing Instagram accounts well before I had the job with Gary V. So it started back in what, like, like a year or two after Instagram was out. I was getting out of high school at the time. I, like I said, I liked drawing all throughout high school. And then it was just kind of like a vehicle for me to just start posting my art on Instagram. It was just like, it made sense. And it was, it, it was cool. You know, like I was like, cool. I have like an online portfolio kind of thing. And so we just started with that. And then I went to college and that was like a big change because I didn't have time to draw. I was like a biology major, an art minor, but like biology is obviously, you know, like extremely like like working, like I was pre-med, so I was literally like going med school kind of stuff. So I had to like spend a good amount of time just like studying and stuff. And I was a good student, so I was, you know, I, and that's what I like, I thought was my plan at the time. I wanted to do like tattoo artists, you know, like the end of, at the end of high school, I was like, yo, I'm gonna be a tattoo artist. And my mom was like, no, you're not. You're going to college kind of thing. Like get out of here. So, and back then, like, there was no like entrepreneur, like Gary wasn't like really like huge and he wasn't really telling people don't go to college. Like this whole no go to college thing is really like taken off these last two, three years. But back then I was just kind of like, you know, I thought it was a good idea to go to college. I really didn't know. I just knew I was good at school. I liked science. I was good at drawing and I just was just like, you know, college has been a good idea. I went to Rutgers. Um, it was in my town, in my state, not too far from home but far enough that I, you know, like felt like I had some space. So, um, yeah, I just like, I stopped posting my own art and I was just like, I really like art. So I was just like, what else can I do? So I just started, I looked, I, I was on Instagram one day and I saw this art account. I was just reposting art and they had like over 500,000 followers, not like a million or whatever, but I was just like, this is dope. Like this dude is just reposting, curating art that he likes. And he's getting like, a majority of the attention for it you know like he's getting a majority of the likes and the follows and he's just kind of driving traffic to these artist pages and i just like resonated with that and so i literally just i just like like all my attention just went straight to instagram i was just like what are the common sense ways to get in front of people and back then like there were not a lot of people on instagram it was like like less than 50 million users now there's over a million active users but this was like a while ago so the, I would sit on Instagram for like two to three time, three hours a day, liking thousands of photos, commenting. There's no like blocking, you know, like now you have like a cap on how much engagement you can send out. But back then, I would literally just sit in my room and it was kind of fun. I thought of it as like almost like a game, you know. I still think of it as a game and that's probably why I've done so well with it because I don't take it so seriously and I deviated from my personal self like, you know, very early on. And I wasn't like super caught up in my personal. I literally had 2,000 followers up until this year on my personal page. And I, you know, I had surpassed a million in 2016 is when I first hit a million followers. And it was kind of just like I, every day I was just posting and trying to find new ways to grow. And then, you know, like algorithms always changing. You get on Instagram, you start like collaborating with different people. That's the biggest thing that like changed, started really seeing success when I started like collaborating with other accounts who were kind of doing what I was doing. Now, the people that I also, uh, that I started with on Instagram, all we all have over a million followers. We literally like, we still remember the days where we were like grinding it out in the, 
beginning, but we all, you know, it's kind of like the same concept as like the rich stay rich and they help the rich stay rich kind of thing. But like they all at one point started together and like you grow with those people and you, it's almost like a tight knit community. And that's why I still have those connections and I'm still able to do what I do on Instagram because of that not only building up my reputation for the past like five years on Instagram, like I got like a pretty solid rep on Instagram. Most people who do this for a living know who I am. And I have, a, you know, like my network of people who like, I, I technically not only like own my own network, but I know everyone who owns networks themselves. So that's power there that like, you can't really put a price tag on. And it's just like years and years of doing the same thing every single day is what like got me to you know this point of being able to say I'm a legit like Instagram expert. Now it's hard, yo, and it's hard being an Instagram expert because of how many people who are fakes that are saying they're Instagram experts now. Like the whole fake guru stuff. It's it's hard for people who are actually like good at what they do to compete with people who are like cutting their prices in half. They're like I know what I'm worth. I'm not gonna charge anything less than that. And that's why it's like my Instagram skill set is one thing, and now people are looking for like people who are legit like me. But I realize that I don't know if I want to like go down that route because I know that Instagram is a, like a tool for businesses, and I don't want to be sucked into being like only known for the Instagram guy, right? Because I know that Instagram will run its course, and I know that it will have an ending. And I think like right now, Instagram is my thing. But I don't want it to be always be my thing. And I, and I know that, like, building businesses is, like, I just like building things, you know? Like, that's, if you want to say, like, what your purpose is or, like, I just, like, or whatever you think you're meant to do, I just like building and creating cool things. It's, and it started with something simple like art. Like, at the end of the day, that's just building and creating something from scratch. You start with a blank piece of paper and you end up with something really cool. And that's how it just, like, I like doing things. It doesn't really matter what it is as long as I'm building and creating something yeah that's facts so i just want to like back when instagram first started i was in like sixth grade and i had a page and i never really was aware of how what you can build on the like build a million million follower account until recently which i kind of regret but i just want you to take me through like what it's like to have access to a living just from your phone like do you travel a lot like what's the daily routine yeah. like for you yeah so this past uh six months i've been all over the place uh started so I've been speaking at events now and just traveling just like a lot. Um, started back in November was when I really, uh, like I got paid, like not paid, but I traveled to Costa Rica for free. Stayed in like a mansion with like the CEO of a company who was like needed just like some social media stuff. Um, my girlfriend happens to also be in the social media game. She uh, was video, uh, Gary's videographer. So she is her client. And she basically paid for us to go out there and spend a week in Costa Rica to just kind of do like a mastermind thing. And that's when I was just like, wow. I literally just had like one of the dopest vacations I've ever had. And it was like, I didn't pay anything, you know? And that was when it started right after that. I went to Miami for a business conference. And now I'm no, like I'm known in the space. So like you go to business events and like you have like friends that you know there now. So it's not like you're just going to networking events and you don't know people and you really have to like do legwork and get your name out there. So it's like when I'm going to like I know the people who are putting on the events. I know the people who are speaking on stage. So it's almost like I want to go, 
and it helps my business. So now I, I go all the time. I'm literally going to LA on this weekend for uh, Casey Adams' um, Young Young and Reckless Build Your Empire event. Last like two week, like last uh, month in the beginning of April or whatever, I was speaking at an event in Tampa, and then two weeks before that, I was in California. So it's literally like I. My work is in location independent. I just need Wi-Fi. Like, like right now. Yeah, like right now. Like I'm in a cafe. I don't. I woke up whenever I wanted to. Like I wake up early, but you know, like I don't. I tell myself when to wake up. It's not like I have to wake up at a certain time because I have to go to a job. It's. I've always done this. I've never had a real job except for when I was working with Gary, and I realized what that hustle life was like, and. That's why I got fired from Gary's because I couldn't do it. At the end of it, I felt like an employee and I felt like an intern. I was getting paid $15 an hour. It's not good pay. And I was hustling like 14, 15 hours a day, every day. Sometimes I'd go in on weekends and stuff. And it's like an hour commute in for me to go to, the, to Vayner. So it was just a lot. And I just like realized that it was just a stepping stone to like be an entrepreneur, right? Like anyone who goes to work for Gary, I see Gary's, Team Gary as like an incubator for entrepreneurs who like want to do their own thing. Like he's got his core guys who've always been there for like you know like Tyler D Rock, Andy, you know his main guys who have always been there. But everyone else kind of just like rotates in and out, and they kind of just like you know they get a feel for what that environment is like. And that's exactly what it was like for me. Yeah, definitely, bro. I feel like it's more for the experience and just kind of like being able to witness someone like Gary, like what he does on a daily basis, just to like get a feel for like the work you should be putting in. So I just kind of want to like gear this towards Instagram, obviously, since you're an expert, I uh, just take the most out of your time um, for the audience as well, who are looking to grow on Instagram. So what are like some of the main things you do on a daily basis? Like when you wake up just to mm -hmm. like upkeep the page or if you have like a routine or some set things that you go through. Yeah, so I'll try to keep it as like practical. Yeah, so basically when I wake up, um, I do like my morning routine. Like usually like I don't get on Instagram like legit until it was about like an hour and a half ago now. So it's like around 8.30, 8.45 is when I get on Instagram for like the first time. And I have like a round of posting that I do and I'll engage with other people's accounts. I'll post on usually a large majority of the accounts that I own. And then that usually lasts like 30 minutes-ish because I also have to find content. I, I post so much content that it's not really like, it doesn't make sense for me to set it up on, you know, like, you know, spend like three hours setting up all my content at the beginning of the week because I still have to go on Instagram and post it and like engage with other people. That's how I get into the Explore page. It's all through cross-engagement with other accounts, leveraging their followings. So when I hop on Instagram, it takes me like usually like 45 minutes the first 15 minutes is like finding content then it's posting it and then it's engaging with other accounts in my network that i do like cross promotion with. So that's usually like a round i would say and that round happens three times a day uh, my posting times are 9 a.m 12 p.m and 3 p.m um it coordinates with like human behavior when they're most most likely to look at their phone 9 a.m people go to work they're usually not working the second that they get there they're usually like kind of like motioning uh, checking their phone or whatever um, the first 10, 15 minutes. Then 12 p.m. is obviously lunchtime. 3 p.m. kids get out of school. And then sometimes I'll post like past uh, 5, 6 p.m. because everyone's out of work. So that's kind of like when I post. It's usually when I 
uh, coordinate, you know, like everyone hops on Instagram at the same time. So we're all posting around like the same time. Um, and I work with people who are in Germany and, you know, people who are in California. So really, that's kind of like the, the groove of, you know, like being on Instagram and like posting and all that stuff. And then after that, it's kind of just like managing emails, managing DMs, doing this dev work, um, you know, like all of that stuff, calls like this, because I'm now like, you know, consulting and stuff. It's like every day is different, but I have certain things that I do every day that keep it in some, you know, like I literally schedule my the first part of my day up until three o'clock. Uh, like after three o'clock all around Instagram. So it's like, I'm making sure that I have Wi-Fi at the correct times. Like right now, like today, I woke up early. I knew I wouldn't have Wi-Fi in my house. I was out of the house by like 8.30 in the mornings and been at the cafe for about two hours. So it's kind of like, I schedule my day as they go. So like, I'll usually just plan my day the next, you know, like the day before. And you know, like obviously if I'm traveling like this weekend, I know I'm gonna be in LA and stuff, but it's kind of just like a fluid thing. I don't really have like, I have things that I do every single day, but I do them anyway. So it's like structure, but flexibility. Yeah, it's almost like you've just built like habits out of what you're, you need to do every day. That's really cool. Yeah. Man. And everyone knows it too. Like everyone who I interact with knows when I do my, like literally, <laughs> I remember like a few years ago, like, you know, like my friends would be like, oh, it's nine o'clock in the morning, you know, Santa's posting on, you know, like my nickname was Santa or Anthony or whatever, and they're like, yo, he's posting on Instagram. Like, even my family knows when I'm posting on Instagram, like, I can't talk to you right now, I'm on my phone. That's, that's, funny. that's funny, dude. So, that's how do you, you obviously don't, do you delegate any work to other people? So, I'm doing that right now. I've had this really big thing with, like, security and, like, you know, Instagram security is like a real big problem now people getting hacked people getting their pages taken down from instagram just because like the, po the content they're posting like the reason why i have all of my pages and none of them gotten taken down so like very like specific like what, what i do like i know what types of pages like i can't repost like there's some ver verified pages verified artists that i can't repost some music i you know like i'm very hesitant with like the music that goes over videos because they get copyright strikes real easily like all of that stuff and like some of my instagram accounts handles are very valuable so if i gave that so like one of my instagram account uh handles is like restaurants right if i gave that access to someone else and i'm not saying like you know people i'm not saying people are bad and you know inherently but if someone offers some dude you know like a lot of money to switch that handle off the page he has access to it he could do it and you know and once it happens something like an app switch is very hard to recover and stuff and just like i know uh one of my close friends um i kind of helped him like get his page uh started and stuff he gave access to um another person and he ha he like knew this person like he he had been talking and had been working with him for like three or four weeks and he hacked his page and literally just because they know that it's like a digital landscape, right? If you're not personally like in contact with the person, like you know where they live and where they're at all the time, you know, you could, it's just how it is. You know, scams happen all the time. And it's just like, that's why I'm just like very careful with like who I allow. Like the only person I've literally ever given access to a bill follower account like that I know from high school. And like I know him personally, I, I like I played football with him and stuff, and I was just like paying him like kind of like a hundred bucks a week, kind of just like to post like every now and then. 
but I wouldn't like giving it to someone that I don't know is such like a hard task when I'm at the scale that I'm at, but I'm struggling with it. Right. Cause I'm trying to manage my time. Well, I'm trying to do, you know, get the ball rolling on like other things. And it is kind of like a, like a ball and chain kind of thing. Yeah. yeah no doubt. Wild. I feel like managing a lot of pages, sometimes you could be like spreading yourself like too thin almost. So, like, what are do you have like tools or anything that you use to like kind of help you with that, or is it more like blocking the time off? Yeah, it's blocking the time off. I've tried Hoots, like you know, I've tried later, I've tried Hootsuite, I've tried all the, the reposting things. They all still require you to go on Instagram and click a button. So, I you know, it's not really like I can, there's no app, there's no third party app that will literally just let you post everything, including like just setting the time to post and not having to open Instagram. That's the biggest thing. Like, you still have to open Instagram and click publish. Like, they'll set up the whole draft for you and whatever. But you still got to go in there and click post. So what I do is just, like, block out the time, set up drafts in my phone within Instagram, open the drafts. You know, you see them right there. You just click it and post the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. That, that works better. It literally works better because you're saving it all in Instagram. No reason to go through third-party stuff. You don't have to. You got to log in your information and all that stuff. All that stuff is taken out and just go through Instagram to save times. Yeah, that's so. So, could you just take us through the meat of everything? You know where the money comes from, because obviously the whole yeah. whole goal of growing the page is to do ad, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, sure. So yeah, so um, like it started off slow. I started off like you know simple stuff. This was like back when I really, I didn't really like I wasn't like money hungry. I just knew like what people were willing to pay for it. So I started like five bucks shoutouts. And every time I grew like a hundred followers, that price would go up. So now it's like over a hundred bucks for a shout out. Um, some promotions go, you know, well above that. If you want like a story and a post kind of thing, talk like two fifty per post. Um, I do like campaigns for companies, so like the call map and stuff like that, TikTok, all those. Uh, you know, like those are like more consistent because those companies have a lot of money. But yeah, it's most mostly ad revenue. Um, a good thing about my pages, and I want to stress this, is why I've been able to make a full-time living off of it, is all of my Instagrams are curated content that people personally, like, actually make. So, like, I could get paid not only from companies to do ads, promotions, for products, their brand awareness, all that stuff, but I could also just, like, post stuff that's, like, in feed with, like, in, in relation to my content that kind of just, like, it's almost like a dark ad. Like, I could post... Like an artist can pay me to post something dope on an art page and no one would know I got paid for it. And that's why I'm able to do it because artists are always looking for exposure. They're always looking for like some type, you know, viral artists on Instagram is what makes people, you know, think that they can do that. So that's like a consistent thing. A starving artist, they're always looking for some type of attention. And then one of my, um, one of my uh, pages is a nutrition page. And the nutrition page on Instagram kind of like spearheaded it to be perfectly honest like my page blew up so fast that now there's pages like i'm like the second biggest nutrition page on instagram um and the only one that's bigger was the one that i saw that i knew that i could copy and it was the one that i like was like okay i could do this and there's not a lot of competition and i knew it i literally posted one post and i got like three thousand followers off of one post and there was nothing else on the account i remember one of the comments was like this account has like like over 3,000 followers and he's posted one thing. And literally like within a month, I had hit 100,000 followers. I grew like 61,000 followers in a week. 
it is like one of my like the record or something for how many dollars I put in a week. It was almost like ten thousand dollars per day, every single day. And I had like, like my average was like I was growing like a thousand followers per post. So I had like twenty posts on it, and it was like twenty thousand followers. And that and that kept up until I hit a million. I had a million and just like under a thousand posts. Like right now, you could say, yeah, I have like one point five million followers. I have just about 1,500 posts. So it's literally just like about 1,000 followers per post. That's sweet, bro. That's, do you know, do you know um, Eric Damier? No, I don't. All right, word. He, he, we actually interviewed him. He has like a very similar story to you. Um, he like kind of just like grew Instagram pages and Twitter pages. And you mentioned you're going to that event in Los Angeles. I know he's going to be there. So you should definitely connect with him. Yeah, 100%. Um, the wait, what event in Las Vegas? Or Los Angeles, the Young and Reckless event. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Just uh, shoot me his uh, his at, and shoot me your guys uh, your Instagram as well. I'll tag you guys on the story. For sure, bro. All right, we will after this interview. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, anything else? Any other questions? I want to just get as much uh, value to your audience as possible. Yeah. So for anyone out there that's just new to the game, new to the kind of doing Instagram for business type aspect, what niche would you recommend they go into? Because I know like, for instance, sneakers and sports is a hugely saturated market. So like things like food or art, what would you recommend that people start out with? Yeah. So there's, it's twofold, right? So one, there's, you know, smart niches to go into. And then there's niches that you're actually interested in. I would never really suggest someone to go into a niche that they weren't actually like somewhat interested in because you, the first part of grinding a page is like a grind. So it's not going to be fun for you, like grinding like that for something that you're just not like genuinely interested in, like the content that you're posting. All the stuff that, you know, like, I have a nutrition page. I like fitness. I work out. Like, I, who doesn't love food? I have a food page, and I love art. So it makes sense why I have all those types of pages. Uh, I just started like a puppy page, uh, a travel page, um, like a yoga page, and uh, this one's kind of like a general niche, but it's like a new page that I started that's doing really well. It's kind of like got an artistic. It's called Blow My Mind. It's called got like an artistic feel to it, but they're just like viral videos. So it really depends. Like that one was kind of just like a smart move because blow my mind is extremely broad. You can literally post anything that someone would think blows their mind. And then that was kind of just like, uh, you know, that's a good idea. And I know my art following would also kind of like translate to that well. So I would look for one, something that you're really interested in. And then two, like something that's not super saturated. Look for like a subset of a niche. So this is like my best advice. So say if it was art, I wouldn't go straight at art if you don't have some type of base following that you could really leverage, whether that's buying power legs from a large art account or, you know, owning them yourself. I would start with like a subset of like art. So I would go like, if you want art, a subset of art could be like calligraphy or, you know, just black and white drawings or just watercolor. Cause those are easier to grow a following because it's not so general. There's so many general art accounts that people are looking for stuff that are sub, you know, sub niche. Like fitness is, you know, the broader care category, but nutrition is a sub niche of fitness. You know, you don't really get one without the other. Um, and there are, there are people who like nutrition more than they like fitness. So it's really just like thinking about, you know, there are probably people who like anime, like are crazy anime fans, but don't like, you know, you know, just normal drawings of like realism 
you know? So it's really just like thinking of how to set, like do something unique. And, and unique is most likely subs like super niche. That's like the best way to get unique is like going like super niche. Yeah, definitely. We hear that advice a lot, just getting super narrow. But yeah, that's great advice, man. We really appreciate you like getting really practical because um, I know like you do get paid a lot for this kind of advice. So we really appreciate that. Um, and just to wrap it up, we just kind of want to gear it back to you personally, um, just for our audience so they could get to know you better. We do like a lightning round um, and we just ask like four quick questions about just kind of practical questions about you and like how, you know, stuff has affected you over time. So, yeah. So the first one is like, what's the worst advice you've ever received? And then what's the best advice you've ever received? Worst advice I've ever received was like being good at everything is like a good thing, and I, the only I, like I understand where that could be like like seen like you know like almost like a a handyman you know like a guy of all trades kind of thing. But if you really want to be really known for something everyone who's been really known for something is good at one thing and they're really good at that one thing whether that's sales and you could redistribute you know like for me i think it's not even really instagram i think it's just like branding and then like you know figuring out the tactical stuff to you know like get that branding you know down but in, or marketing whatever you want to call it but it's just like getting good at really one thing and I remember someone was telling me, like, you, you know, you want to try, you know, everything and get good at, you know, multiple things. You don't want to be, you know, put your eggs in one basket, right? But I don't think about, because when you're good at everything, you're you're not really good at one thing, right? You know, it's like the spreading your thin self thin kind of thing. It's either you put, like, all your energy and effort into one thing, or you're going to just be okay at a lot of things. Facts. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And then the best advice is... I would say just like shoot for like your biggest thing, like whatever your biggest thing is, like whatever you dream is like, like your best scenario, shoot for that as much as possible. Because like, if you don't shoot for that, you'll regret it forever. Like regret, like you don't want to take, and also like if you take care of like today, like the future will take care of yourself. Like, and, that's like the best advice. If you focus on today, fully optimizing today, the future take care of, takes care of itself. That's facts. Yeah. So I'm just going to move on to like a different aspect because college is a really big thing, like a really big topic for us, obviously, because we're college right, students. So what is the, what would you say is the best side hustle right now for college students? Obviously Instagram is a very viable option. Yeah. I would say uh, anything in e-commerce, man, like literally like, I don't, you know, like drop shipping is like, you know, getting like really saturated right now, but literally just get your hands in anything. Like it doesn't even have to really be drop shipping. Like just get good at like Facebook ads or just do something online. Like online is where like money could be made. There's like 10 different ad avenues, SEO, email marketing, literally just like copywriting for someone to do those things. Like, you know, design work, literally just figure out a skill that you can market online because it'll literally give you the freedom to work anywhere. You could be working in a cafe in Italy, doing designs on your laptop, setting them up, and then you're good, you're chilling in Italy. You know, so it's just something online. That's like the best side hustle starts with something online. Yeah, I totally agree. 
Okay, next one is, what does the name Anthony Santiago mean to the world 10 years from now? Against the standard. That's what it, someone who went against the standard. And that's like my personal brand. That's the company, that's like my LLC. It's called Against the Standard. It's my initials, Anthony Thomas Santiago. Uh, ATS Media is the other legal name for it. But uh, yeah, it's anyone, like against the standard. I went like against what I was supposed to do. My parents told me I should go be a doctor. I went to college, I got a degree and stuff. I literally am not doing any of that shit. I'm doing the complete opposite of what I'm supposed to do. So it's just like going against the grain, against the standard is what I call it. Love it, love it. Facts, all right, last one here. It's a pretty deep one. So what would you put on a billboard for the whole world to see? Do what you love, love what you do. It's mad simply. Like, you know, I don't think that you should, in this life you should, and work for like something that like you really want to work for. Like that's like the thing. Like love what you like. Do what you love and love what you like. If you want to build a million dollar company and you know like you're working like 40, 50 hours, you know 100 hours a week, that's great. But just love it, right? You know, like if you're chilling, you know, like you know, kicking back on a beach, you know, in Jamaica, smoking weed or whatever, just love it. You know, you just can't be complaining about your situation because you can change whatever. You, whatever scenario you're in and you in today's day and age there's more than enough resources to do what you love you just really gotta take the risk you know like i literally the first two months out of college i was like yo mom i really don't know what i'm gonna do you want to call it a gap year i really don't know what i'm gonna be doing for the next year it just happened that i got that job with Gary. but that's what i'm saying you know you just gotta take the risk and some you know stuff works stuff always turns out better than you think it's a great way to end it. I think a lot of people worry about the future. That's the main cause of, you know, anxiety and stress and all that stuff. So, Right. Like, and it gets back to what I was saying. You worry about today. Like, give all today and tomorrow will figure, you know, tomorrow will take care of itself. Back. Sweet, man. Well, we really appreciate, appreciate you coming on today. Lots of actionable advice out there for, for anyone. God, I can't talk. For anyone who wants to get started on Instagram. But that's all we got. If you have any questions for us, let us know. Yeah. Um... Like what? Uh, like what's your like purpose behind this? Just like kind of educate, because like after you guys get out of college, is it gonna still be, you know, helping college kids figure it out? Like, what's your next move with this? Yeah. Well, for like the reason we started it, obviously, like our stories, we got to college as freshmen last semester. We kind of saw that everyone was like working towards the same thing, like get good grades, like get a good internship, like focus on all that kind of shit, and we just wanted to like show them like look what these guys are doing outside of the classroom, right? Like building Instagram pages, doing e-commerce, doing things that they love to do and like making more than you would make at working at a firm rather than like piling up debt. Um, and it just spiraled into like this interview show where we've just heard like incredible stories. Like yours is super unique. It's, it's always different. And we're just working towards like building like masterminds around the college audience. Yeah. And then, I'm not really sure where it's yeah. going to go by the time we graduate, but we also want to put something in place for colleges because it's not like we kind of are doing it for everyone else and for ourselves to learn for ourselves, but to show everyone else as well. So, like, we want to put something in place so, like, kids that just go through college don't have to, like, go through what we're going through, kind of put in, like, a new curriculum or, like, more options to learn outside of the classroom, really. Uh, I get it. I get it. For sure. We're just. That's dope, man. Yeah, that's dope. Uh, I think you guys could do something 
I could see it like almost being like an education for college kids outside of college, like you know, like more real life stuff. It's really balls in your court to do whatever you want. Hey guys, show some love for the Real Talk University podcast by subscribing and leaving a review on the Apple Podcast app. See you all next week.